Hello, we're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. Hello and welcome back to the Revitalize and Grow podcast. Here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and this week I'm joined by Jasmine and Duncan. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And we're going to be discussing how to build the perfect press list to get the results that you need for your business. So without further, that was the quickest intro ever. And without further ado, <laughs> uh, we will start with, I mean, I think people will know, but we'll, we always start with the basics anyway. But Jasmine, what exactly are we talking about in case we're talking jargon and people don't know what we mean when we say build a press list? So a press list or a media list is basically a list of names and contacts that you want to talk to from the media when you're sharing your company news or updates. Um You'd usually create it in Excel or you can nowadays create it within an online platform um, and you'd usually include information like people's names, job title, the publication they write for, um, and then obviously contact information, so email address and phone number. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Nicely summed up. And um, why do we build, you know, why why do we need them? Well, it's kind of... Uh... Uh, just a like ease of working process really rather than when you've got your new story and you're ready to go out it's so much easier to work through a list rather than doing it there in the moment like finding Mm -hmm. people you want to go for while you're meant to be kind of efficiently firing off the news and getting it ready for the press Mm -hmm. um you want to kind of it's some work you can do alongside building your kind of press release or news story so you're ready to go um and especially if you're working um doing PR uh, over a longer period of time, it's handy to have that list. So you know who you've got to with certain stories, know whose work to go to, uh, and it just makes it much more efficient than mm-hmm. having to start from scratch each time. Yeah, um, and as you touched upon there as well, quite often you'll have several press lists, won't you, that have different, that might cover different sectors or different focuses or would be interested in different stories. So um, it's good to keep them updated so you're ready to go when you've got a story um and so how do you know there are there's obviously a lot and I keep saying press list and actually Jasmine you're very right it's a media list and not pre- press list is really old school <laughs> thing to say I'm really sorry <laughs> <laughs> it go, also goes back I remember being in house somewhere and we were called the press team and then we had to turn into the media team and I was like oh my god this is such a shift <laughs> um but <laughs> how, so how do you know which um, media to include on your list? Who needs to be on your list? So the content you are offering will determine um, who's on your list and your audience. So it's it's impossible to build a targeted and relevant media list if you don't know who your content is actually for. 
So mm-hmm. your audience could be obvious. For example, if you're writing an article on renovating and um, DIY and, and house improvements and things like that, you will probably want to target consumer publications that deal with mm-hmm. homes or DIY. Mm-hmm. If you're issuing um, company financial figures, you'll probably want to contact business writers or city reporters. Um, so you'll need to start by doing your research on the publications um, as well as research on the actual journalists. So looking into the type of content that they cover um, and, you know, first off, does that publication cover the type of thing you're offering and then mm-hmm. drilling down a bit more and finding out who from that title writes about what you're offering. And that's actually, that is a really good point as well, because there's a, often a mistake can be to have a look at a media title and just put the editor on there as the as the contact. And that's not always the right person, is it? It's not always mm-hmm. the right person on the publication or you know, radio station broadcast, doesn't matter what it is, it's not necessarily the editor that you need to go to. Mm-hmm. There'll be, yeah, features writers, there'll be, you know, Q&A people, you know, it it depends what you need. So it's worth, yeah. um, as you say, refining that a bit and not just going to anyone. I was about to swear then and say any old. <laughs> yeah. um. But no, that's a good point because... I mean, for example, a sub-editor, their job will be purely to write the headline of an article. Mm-hmm. So you probably don't want to be pitching your story to them. No, no. Good um, point. And then you start irritating them, don't you, if you start going to them in the the, the wrong stuff and going to the wrong the wrong person. Um, it's, it's a good reason as well to, to actually do that work going on the websites or going on the magazine, because even if someone's job title is something on paper if you read through the magazine you'll actually see who's writing what rather than kind of what what their responsibilities are on paper so someone Mm -hmm. might have picked up a certain column or a certain kind of regular feature um, for a while so you'll go oh they're now writing this so I should be going to them Mm -hmm. rather than someone else who's technically meant to be writing it. Yeah, that's that's a really good point because you do have again. I know you use the example of you don't always go to the editor, but it might be that the editor is responsible for the celebrity front cover news and interviews. So actually, if that's what you're pitching and you've got an ambassador that you want to pitch for those interviews, it might be that that's the person to go to, or it might be a features editor or yeah, a celebrity writer, whatever it is. But you definitely need to check and you touched upon it as well so how do you how do you know where to start it's easy for us I think we think it's um easy for us to build up presses because we've got we've got them already and we've got, we um, we use them all the time but where if you have no idea where to start where should you look uh, one place to start that I think can work quite well is uh, if you're working with a new client is to chat to them to see where they get their business news and like how they stay on top of stories mm-hmm. um, and that can be often so sometimes that'll be a very aspirational target um, but it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, so that like, was a very a, delicate way to put it actually <laughs> the economist all my news yeah, yeah. from Forbes and the economist yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but and never fully out of reach so always something yeah one of our 
at an old job, uh, the drum was like one of their big focuses, one of our clients. And it was like, we'll get you in the drum one day. And then, yeah. Yeah, a year in, one we got day. them in the drum. And yeah, yeah. It was a, we had a big party. Um, yeah, so that's a, a nice good start. But um, otherwise, yeah, going through the magazines, uh, Google is actually a great place to start because uh, they'll all be SEO ranked. And it's just kind of a nice, easy way to really dive into the news. Um, mm-hmm. Not just searching kind of general terms, but searching keywords very specific to uh, what what the brand is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, start to build out from there. Yeah, and there are, um, and we use them, um, but they are quite expensive. So I think it's something for further down the line if people don't have um, budgets for it. But there are specific platforms available that that have media to databases that you can use and search for people on titles if you need to um but then mm-hmm. you know like anything it's a good mix of using a bit of everything is good isn't it because the platforms don't always have absolutely every contact or they're not always up to date and as i say they're they're quite costly yeah um, although you can use platforms such as readly and press reader and they probably only cost mm. 10 to 20 pounds a month so that's a much more cost-effective way of doing it, although it would be much more manual. You'd have to, yeah, you know, trawl through and read all the newspapers and magazines that are on mm-hmm. those platforms and manually search for the names. Yeah, um, which is good practice anyway, isn't it? That's what, if you're doing it and you're starting a bit of a media outreach for the first time, it's that's good practice to be reading through and trawling through a few um, editions of those various different publications anyway so that you know what they write about, what they hate, what they, what they love, um, and tailoring it to them. Um, great. And on, on that note as well, we were talking earlier um, in terms of why it's important to not only have looked at the media titles and which journalists write for which title, but why it's important to have really looked into that journalist. Mm-hmm. Um, so why that's my question that's my question to you guys like why is why is it important to you know rather than just have the title have the journalist and then start pitching them things over email or over the phone um why is it important to look into them a little bit more yeah everyone will kind of have their own like beat and topic focuses even if they're uh writing for hammers today they might not be. They might be covering nails instead, and, and uh, you want to you want to match up to their specific topic. And it's one of those things that if you you send them your news, and from just a glance, they can tell this is not relevant to what I'm writing about at the moment. And you'll just it you'll turn them off from your email uh, immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you don't want to start getting your uh, email recognized as someone that kind of sends impersonalized emails um so yeah it's all about just making the journalists job as easy as possible for them show why it's relevant to what they're writing at the moment mm-hmm. um don't bury the lead um and yeah it's a it's a reason that uh pitching media is called media relations you want to build that relationship rather than just kind of sling stuff over them over to them mm. it wants to ideally and obviously this is not always the case but uh any kind of initial email wants to be the start of a conversation rather than a kind of transactional 
selling kind of email. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And journalists get so many emails that you, you know, you do need to pick and choose and you do need to be quite careful about, you know, who you're going to. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've all been on the receiving end of a blanket email and I don't Mm -hmm. think anybody likes it. So it's no different with the media. Um, So it always, I think, works well if you can reference an article of theirs that you loved or if you've seen something on their social to do with their dog or their cat. Um, Mm. You know, it it does (laughs) pay so interest. Or they're running a marathon or, yeah, anything. Yeah, Yeah. and it will ultimately help you to build relationships, as Duncan said, um, if you haven't already got an established Mm -hmm. relationship with them. Yeah, And and it's sometimes quite personal things as well as as knowing you know what some of their choices are and I don't know maybe they're vegan I mean don't pitch them some stories about the latest you know meat boxes you can get on subscription it's it's that kind of stuff is really relevant and really and really matters um and equally looking into them further Jasmine you mentioned about um being able to mention articles that you've seen that they've written. Another kind of real bugbear of journalists is if you pitch them a story and they say, I wrote about that last week or I wrote mm-hmm. about that, you know, a month ago and I'm I'm not going to write about it again so soon. And actually it shows that you don't read any of my any of my stuff. So that sort of stuff is really important, isn't it? Not to rub media up the wrong way. <laughs> and and you made the point is they are inundated with emails so and they just don't have time to be replying to things that aren't relevant or irritate them yeah (laughs) we make them so awful they're really nice there's a lot of really really lovely journalists (laughs) that we love working with (laughs) um and I suppose uh how I I, actually I skipped a question that I was going to ask you earlier but um seems right to do it now like how do you know if you've got it right if you've got that press list right well but well building building a media list is not a quick job and it shouldn't be a quick job if it's if it has been done quickly you've probably rushed it and you'll have irrelevant names on there or you'll be missing key people um so it should take you time but I think ultimately you know you've got it right if you've if you're getting responses and mm-hmm. ultimately if you're getting coverage from your outreach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And quality is much better than quantity, isn't it? We would always say. Um, and once you've you've touched upon it there, Jasmine, as well, like, it should take a little bit of time to create a press list. So once you've got your press list, is it appropriate to use it for every story? Well, as... Uh, starting block yes but ideally you want to be having kind of a unique press list for each of your stories so having the kind of general one is a really nice place to start and as I said before like make sure you don't have to start from scratch each time but for each story building out a new press release from those contacts you can kind of Lego brick it together and Mm -hmm. uh, it's just that uh, case of assessing it asking yourself is this relevant for every person that's on this list? Are we mm-hmm. missing someone that we might have not gone to before? Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then going, and then, yeah, backtracking and looking through the history of what you've been using it for. So, 
have we been going to this person and they've covered it every time? They might be a nice person to include. Have we been pitching to this person loads and loads and they're just clearly not interested? Maybe mm-hmm. we leave them off this time. Yeah. Um, yeah, as if they're, if, even if people aren't replying to you, if they're just constantly getting every single little tiny bit of news from you, yeah, mm. that's going to be quite frustrating after a while. And I think I think we've probably all had emails in the past from journalists that have been, well, yeah, can you not tell I'm not interested in this? Like, <laughs> please leave me alone. Um, so yeah, best to avoid that. And the way to do that is, yeah, assessing your press release. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's exactly the problem with that scattergun approach, isn't it? Which we say, you know, you shouldn't do sort of that blanket email and thinking, you know, if I chuck out a piece of news to as many people as possible, then something will stick. You know, that's quickly how you get a reputation for um, spamming, spamming yeah. journalists with things that are irrelevant. And I suppose... It- even though you're press list, you can kind of tweak it each time and it should be kind of a living, breathing document. You do need to look at it quite often because, you know, people change roles and things like that. So mm-hmm. you need to just, you know, keep on top of it, top of it for that reason. Yeah. As well as yeah. obviously changing it depending on what you're pitching. Mm-hmm. And that's... Uh that's probably a, a good a good one of the places to wrap up on that isn't it sort of any final I think like you said revisiting is always really important but any kind of final quick do's and don'ts so do definitely do this definitely don't do that if you didn't uh, know what do's and don'ts are <laughs> I just explained it for you so there you go. thank you <laughs> you're uh, welcome <laughs> uh, I'd say a big one for me and something that I've definitely learned over time is make it easy for other people to use like everyone has their own ways of working mm-hmm. but uh, media one of the great things and good uses for a media list is to kind of be able to divide it up so I'll go to this section of the list you go to this other section um, mm-hmm. so whether that means yeah Uh, creating multiple tabs for all the different areas that um, the brand is going to work in, Mm -hmm. Um, having a little note section to say, I've been to this person, like this was their reply. Um, Mm -hmm. Just make it it more than a list, make it have more information. And yeah, Yeah. making it accessible so someone, when they open the the list, they don't have to come to you and ask, what the hell's going on? And again, at an old job, I had this one media list that I was the only person that used it. And I'd like color coded it with like 20 different colors <laughs> that I knew what they all were. But as mm. soon as I had to hand it off to someone else, they're like, what the hell is going on in here? Because it was just like uh, this beautiful rainbow collage of, <laughs> of names and all these different tabs. But so that, so yeah, make it easy yeah. for other people to use. That's a good tip. Oh, I'm quite interested. I would have quite liked to see that rainbow coloured Excel spreadsheet. I'm loving it. I'll I'll dig it up somewhere. Yeah, (laughs) I love a colour coded spreadsheet. (laughs) Uh, Jasmine, any final thoughts from you? Um, I suppose one thing from me is um, don't be afraid to follow up. Um, Mm -hmm. So if there is a contact that you really think um, the story would be of interest for or somebody that always is really responsive there isn't any harm in following up with them a few days later and just checking in with them um, you know at the end of the day we're all human we all have things going on have a busy inbox sometimes things do just get missed yeah no that's a very very good point particularly if it's out of the ordinary for them not to respond yeah. um great 
Well, thank you both. That was really interesting. It's the the glory, the wondrous of a press list or a media list. Sorry, media list, not press list. Um, well, thank you everyone again for listening. We do have other episodes that delve a little bit more into media relations and exactly how to get started and how to build that story so do have a listen to that as well um as always you can get in touch with us via the website which is adpr.co.uk we always love to hear from you um, and we'd love to hear if there's anything in particular you'd like us to cover um otherwise thank you again for listening and we'll see you next time <laughs>